Well, welcome back to another episode of the Vast Files. Today, I'm lucky enough to be joined by not one, but two mammoth humans who have been on fire inside the octagon and out, both amassing a legion of fans along the way. They've been proudly flying the flag for Western Sydney, their heritage, and Australia as a whole. They've taken the UFC by storm. They're brothers in more ways than one. They are Tyson Pedro and Tai Tuivasa. Boys, thanks for coming in. Morning, bro. Yo. The best falls, the right? The best falls. Vaseline. I was about to say Vaseline. Slipping off the Vaseline. Well, boys, um, you've both been busy of late. Um, you know, the last few years, you've really become known for your, for your efforts inside the Octagon. Maybe uh, known for your efforts just outside the Octagon as well. Um, although fighting professionally, always seemed pretty likely for both you two. Um, it might have not been the first choice or endeavour as young blokes. I know, Ty, you, uh, you, know, you loved your footy and uh, you know, made a good run of that with the Roosters. And uh, Tyson, you went up to Brisbane for a bit of work there and kind of gave the fighting a little bit of rest until you re sort of ignited and hooked up with integrated martial arts. So what was that like around Western Sydney and uh, you know, finally, finally fighting, professionally fighting? Well, I actually wanted to be a gangster rapper for the majority of my childhood. So, so I'm still working there. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, Record uh, coming soon. <laughs> Mixtape. Kiki, the I kept, uh, um, uh, even when I went to Melbourne and Brisbane, um, I was still doing jiu-jitsu there. Yeah. So I think that's where like um, the mixed martial arts part came back and like that love for it because I was doing the boxing just before I went there. Yeah. So when I started doing... Um, uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu then I was like okay now I wanted to do mixed martial arts so yeah. by the time I got to integrated plus um, you know Dan Higgins is like the man for mixed martial Mate, arts like still it's integrated today still probably you know, if not the best MMA gym in Australia you know, all under one roof Adrian Pang some amazing yeah. things like that. Isaac Hardman on fighting a lot with division yeah. uh, even when you know I was fighting under TP gym you know we had a good little rivalry with the yeah. boys from integrated and, uh, and they've always been a you know, phenomenal Phenomenal team, maybe eh, Dan Higgins at the helm back in the day. Yeah. So, um, just he, massively underrated. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You're doing big things, but like in before then, I guess in a way, fighting for yourself, Tyson was was kind of always on the horizon. I guess you, did your father name you after Mike Tyson? Or, yeah, yeah, he did. And I know your father is uh, you know a black belt in in more than just one uh, martial art. He came over from America. Is that right? He's American smile. Yep. Came over and actually brought King of the Cage to Australia. Yep. And in the late nineties. Yep. So really kind of pioneered the sport of, of mixed martial arts here in Australia. So um, yeah, I guess his favourite his favourite belt was the church belt that he hit us with. <laughs> <laughs> Best martial arts. Yeah. The dad martial arts. <laughs> Talk about dads too. Yeah. Ty, um, Tyson. <laughs> I was uh, made. I was actually lucky enough to meet your old man before I got to know you. Uh, I think when he was working security down at Coogee Bay. Oh, you got kicked. He got, uh, <laughs> Did he give got me a rag going out of there. Out of the beer garden for trying to take me pants off at the bar, I think. But, uh, fair play. Standard. Was very fortunate. But, uh, no, but he, got, he was into boxing as well. Is that right? And footy growing up? Yeah, my, my dad had a, a few fights. But, um, 
Started having kids too young, I think, so yeah. had to had to work. Yeah, yeah, I, I know. I'm, I'm slowly finding out what that means now. <laughs> but uh, so basically, growing up in Western Sydney, you, you was always surrounded by the fight game. You know, I guess Tahuna Brothers out there, they they really put Western Sydney mixed martial arts and you know fighting in general on the map. And I guess would I be wrong in saying that they were both kind of you know you look up to both the brothers out there and yep. uh, they definitely gave you a direction in terms of mixed martial arts and fighting. Oh, uh, definitely. Sure. Uh, I'm still with uh, Tama. Yep. And uh, Jamie and, and Stevie and yeah, same old crew. Yeah, um, so yeah, they they pretty much paved the way. Like yeah, you I, said, Tyson's dad. Um, they're just good people to to learn off. And and I suppose if you look up to someone, you know, on that on on a different level, you you're gonna do what they say. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely take so, it on board. Mm. And I think like as well, like with you guys, uh, Elvis, you know. Um, Kyle, Noak, Jamie, there's like pioneers of the UFC like getting in there and yeah, that was the foot in the door for Australians and now I think it's up to us, the younger ones, to try and get it into the households of Australia yeah. because well, Australia still hasn't taken it on board fully. Definitely still you know, in its infancy here compared to the rest of the world, um, the sport and the UFC but yeah I mean like you guys yourself, I've got Rob Whittaker, the middleweight champ, it is coming a lot more mainstream, people are starting to understand the sport, you know, become educated about it and not just label it as label it as, you know, human cockfighting and all this you know, crazy stuff. So it's awesome that it's getting the, you know, a little bit of recognition that it deserves now. Human cockfighting. Who human calls cock it that? Yeah, that's not the... Is that what they call it's it? It's crazy that they've got that on the main That's TV. funny. Yeah, cockfighting. Yeah, right. It's like I was turning the channel, I saw the cockfighting, I go, imagine if someone from overseas saw this. Yeah. Like RSPCA, no. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. So for you, Ty, you were like footy mad as a kid, eh? Yeah, that's that's a sport. You know, that's a sport everyone plays out yeah. there. So even if you're just hanging out and you know there's nothing to do, yeah. You're playing, you're playing footy on the street, you know, or yeah. in the front yard or or wherever. So it's kind of a thing out there, and. and the talent out in Western Sydney, especially for football, is crazy. Um, so that that's what I did, you know, and that's that's what I wanted to do. I always, I always wanted to, you know, as a little kid, you, especially out there, you know, that's the only thing you look around and the people you look up to, you know, footy players and, and whatever else. Yeah. So that's all I really wanted to do, but I always, um, I always loved the loved the blue. So yeah. I was on or off the field, so... I got to a certain point in, in in my life where I was just like, uh, give the footy up, man, and and give the give the fighting a go. Yeah, I, I'm kind of assuming here too, but I see footy as very like kind of like regimented. You got to this year, you got to speak to the media. This year, you got to play yeah, a little bit. We're fighting sure. it. It's much more individual. You can be yourself, be yeah. your own character, show your personality a lot more. I imagine that appeal to you a lot more too. You know, like from what I'm seeing yeah. now, you're on the big stage. And that's why fans love you because you really get a sense that Ty's Ty and he's not putting yeah. on a face for the camera. You go in there, fight the way you want to fight. Yeah. You speak the way you want to speak post fight, and you know, the end of the cage too with your own little bit of flair. So I imagine that's a big appeal compared to the footy. You know, for sure, you know, it's so structured these days. Well, towards the end, that was that was really you know what, what made my mind up was um, just what I want to do and and did I love doing it and and was it going to suit me? You know and. And going to all these footy camps and, and you know, they're fucking teaching you how to speak and how to... T- it's just, it's, it's noticeable. You watch a you watch a footballer do an interview and you watch another footballer do an interview. It's pretty much the same words, just two different followers, you know, so... 
I, I, I also think that for Australian MMA to grow for us, like as professionals, we need to come up with those, those professional camps, like those top teams. And yeah. Uh, eventually, that's what I was thinking him that want us to do. Because even though maybe we shouldn't do it as structured as the NRL, like, so that they still can do what they want, yeah. like, I think that as it being your work and your professional job, making sure that you're doing it every single day and being on top of it, part of the growth for Australian MMA. Absolutely. Especially just to get too. money going to us for sponsorships as well yeah. and stuff like that. that they, they all want to see like what's the structure of it. Yeah. So. Bring a little bit of that element of, you know, like, like you know, teams in the NRL, they have their physios, they have their recovery, you got to, you know, and have mm. that structure where, like, as fighters, that's all up to you, you know. And, of course, young well, fighter, I know myself, I, I didn't, that's the last thing I thought about was recovery or whatever, physio until your body starts to fall apart. That's what people don't understand. Mm. is they just look at the sport and they see the sport on TV and they're like, fuck, these guys are doing it, you know, and they're, and they're on TV and that. But this is an individual sport and there's a lot of there's a lot of shit that goes into it. Like, we don't have that, you know, if you do have a physio, it's your own physio, yeah. you know what I mean? And, 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 you, and, you have to, and you have to put your own into it, you know. So, But then again, that's, that's also what makes people, you have to be your own self as well you have to be able to fight then you have to be yourself as well yeah. to market yourself or to, to make money you know at the end of the day this is i do this for i do this for money you yeah. know what i mean like i do it because i'm good at it and i do it because i love Enjoy it but i do it too. to to fucking live a life that i want to live you know what i mean yeah. and that's that's by doing all the fun shit it comes with, like you said, you know, you've it got comes to other extras, like, you know, it's like you've got to be a brand these days, you, you know, you've got to have sponsors backing to pay for these camps that you guys 100%. do. Um, yeah, I agree, people see on the screen, I think it's all, you know, big yeah. bucks and crazy lifestyles, but... Mm, you drive like, back out west, back to reality. <laughs> <laughs> no mansion out there, bro. <laughs> but, uh, Soon. Like I said, definitely viewpoints um, already, you know, uh, and I just, because you, you, you do... Uh, put yourself out there and you know I guess in a way it is vulnerable being yourself and but I feel like that confidence and you guys come across real comfortable in the, in the spotlight and is that, is that like a trait from Western Sydney too I see like you guys have you've got a tight knit group of friends out there you've you've got your own sense of humour you've got your own style you're very much going to be yourselves and I guess coming from that you know you've got a big family tie I know Tyson you've got a big family and lots of friends it's like you're not trying to win over anyone you're just happy to be that's yourself that's what I was about to say what it was the thing it's yeah. not confidence in uh, like worrying about like whether it's cocky not, yeah it's yeah. not giving a shit what other people like they're going to hate either way yeah that's like who cares things you like, go back to your the, the friends and family do, exactly the people that do care about us don't care what happens with us they're still going to be there so yeah. if I just be myself and not care what you think then yeah. that's it well that's yeah, a great attitude to have too in the in the industry it can be uh, you can overthink it so much you know what yeah. I mean and try and do too much and, and really go away from just being yourself you know yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I think that's the difference as well people there's a lot of people who say they love doing this you know and they love doing what they do but then you 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 see <laughs> you just see how some people act when it comes to certain times especially the fight and people look at us too or I hear you know I hear people say hey, why is all so happy why is don't like fuck we love it like we're walking out to do something we love like so why wouldn't we be happy or fucking or just you know live it up yeah. there's people out there you know say they love it and then they walk out like they're gonna die <laughs> like it's gonna be the worst night of their life like we put so much time into this <laughs> shit you know like this is what we do like, I don't see my my kid for 10 to 12 weeks so mm. by the time I come to the fight or or, 
Well, even that, you know, we're just we're on top. We're on we're on you cloud know, nine. Fight night surprise, isn't it? That's like that's the charity the, that's that you're training so yeah. hard for because that's I'll, when you go out here and enjoy yourself. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. how I feel, hundred yeah. percent. Like well, I don't want to run. I can vouch <laughs> for you, Ty. I remember being up in um, I think it was Newcastle on the combat eight card. I don't know. You must have been eighteen or something. Eighteen stone. Hundred percent. But uh, I remember just watching you come to the cage. You had one of your little pop tunes on, like you know, surprise everyone just do that because you, you don't come across as you know, you're, you're a big, imposing, intimidating, you know, character figure. And then you know, to bop down to the cage, you know, you know, with some little tune going, big smiles, continue to smile inside the cage, just sitting down so relaxed. I think you might have been fine, Hopewadi, that time, you know, who you know, Hopewadi to the majority of people is a, is a scary, imposing character. And here's his, I think you're 18 or something, 19, I don't mm. know. And, uh, mate, you had that smile on it. It hasn't left. It's still there when you're walking against Andre Lofsky or whoever it is in the UFC. Um, and you can tell you enjoy it, mate. And then you can tell you in your performance too. I remember you, you, know, you knocked out Hopalari in the first round that night and then you've been pretty much continuing the same thing ever since. You know, first you got your first decision against Andre, which at least even more impressive to, to shut people up about mm, yeah. certain things. But, mate, you can really sense that. And in yourself, Tyson, too, you know, that, that smile's always there, you know. And I think um, as my crew and I, as... I guess the prizes got bigger and the, the fights got more serious. I overthought it, you know. I, I, I went away from that just having fun, doing it because you love it. This is the cherry that I've been training yeah. so hard for. And then I was, you know, overthink everything. And it took away yeah, some of the, the passion and the love for it. But, yeah, for yeah. sure. And you start dreading it. Like you, the, what was supposed to be the surprise, uh, the prize of, at the end of it to fight. Yeah. All of this, and I still don't like it. Why do I just do ten weeks of fucking hard training? Then? Well, that's it. And, then, and even the ten weeks of hard training, you, you, it, I, you know, I was overthinking that. Now that I'm in the UFC, I'm everyone's doing it better or everyone's doing it differently. So I had to try to like overthink everything. Where I should, you know, I don't think taking that relaxed approach mm. is really going to pay off too. That's uh, that's what I say to a lot of people as well. The whole sport of fighting is different. It's not fighting. It's a sport. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, so when it comes to how other people think like that about their diet or different skills, yeah. I think we we just like oh, at the end of the day, it's gonna be a fight. Like we're gonna fucking yeah. someone's gonna hit it's you. Nothing's guaranteed. And so you just training, so, you so when that's how I think about yeah. it. I'm just like you know, like at the end of it all, yeah. you, you can go in there and you can you can choke, you can eat shit and. Yeah. It's just about fucking that, that <laughs> having was, a crack. Was Mark as well. Like that's one thing I never get him saying. He was like, I literally didn't train for like the majority of my fights. He goes, eighty percent of it was mental. If I come in knowing that I was going to win, I'd win. Yeah. He goes, and fair enough. Now he's in the UFC. He's changed his uh, training yeah, a lot. Yeah. Like he's a lot fitter and stuff. But he was like, majority of the time I was unfit. But pretty much. Just talented, confident. Pretty much yeah. all of my fights. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I did, I've put up the old man. Uh, I think we Perth tidy. Told me if you uh, maybe another combat eight fight that you were having in Samara, I think the week before the fight, just uh, just chilling, <laughs> enjoying life. Yeah, we're on you the piece. Yeah. And, uh, oh, that, that was Peter Graham. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, see, that's what happens when you think you're the man. There's it, I guess, you know, I guess with attitude, I've like, been too relaxed about it and being too oh, confident in your ability. You get to a certain point, and, I mean, Peter Graham just seems yeah. a vet, you know, one of the best strikers Australia's ever produced. Uh, it will eventually show up, but I do still get element of that. Being relaxed, being comfortable, not yeah. being too serious is really important. Uh, in, in my fighting career, I've fought in in most styles or whatever. Yeah, boxing. I was just a last minute ringer. Like mm-hmm. you know, oh, you want to fight this week? So yeah, how much? Yeah. Bang, I'll fight. So losing for me, I've lost. You know what I mean? I've lost in, and and most of them, or 
probably 100% of my losses aren't because of, you know, I got beat. Mm. It's because I beat myself. So yeah. I, I know what it, I know the difference between laxing too much and yeah. being a dickhead <laughs> yeah. between and then enjoying and having and enjoying the and fight. That balance. Yeah. Well, I remember your post-fight speech after Peter Graham and you could tell you, you promised that it's not going to happen again. No, not that. Really <laughs> you know, there's, there's a huge fan base there. Uh, you know, you were saying, yeah, well, that's, it's not going to happen again, I promise you guys. And that's like, uh, people say when I verse Andre, uh, now when I verse, or I call them horses, yeah. people who have been around forever, you know, and, and Andre's a horse, <laughs> Peter was a horse, and yeah. I, ever since after Peter, you know, when I verse someone like that who's a bit older and, and, and has a lot of experience, yeah. I don't expect anything from myself or, or them, yeah. you know, I I'm not surprised if they do this or I'm not surprised if they don't do this. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, just fight and just win because yeah, yeah. <laughs> these old cunts will get you. Well, that's, that's <laughs> smart as well. Um, uh, watching all that tape and stuff, like I've started watching a bit more than now, but I'm talking like maybe two minutes in my fight camp, but I used to watch none at all. Yeah. And because the thing is, like, oh, you'll watch all this tape, think they're going to do this, and then they come could do a completely different thing. We did all this, come up with this game plan for Latifi, everything, and he just completely changed his game plan, cl- yeah. plan because he's just been badly knocked out from doing what he was doing before. Yeah. So that's like, you you just got to come in just to fight, figure out the puzzle in the cage. Yeah. I was, I'd watch vision of my, oh, yeah, tape of my opponent, but then, like, uh, now I've got vision in my head, so when I'm trying to relax and stuff, I'm picturing them doing what they do, and yeah, yeah so it's hard to switch off, you know. So mm-hmm. I like to just watch my, let my coaches watch it and yeah. then tell, yeah. you, uh, tell you what. Sometimes they put their hand down here and they practice one certain thing on that, but yeah. other than that, just go in there and fight. Absolutely. Don't worry about the uncontrollables, you know, and your opponent's definitely an uncontrollable. No, no. Control about control about what you're doing at training, how yeah, you're yeah. hitting everything, exactly. make sure you're coming at your best, and then work it from there. Yeah. Now, you guys have been fighting around for, for a while now, you're on the big stage. Do you in, enjoy all that comes with it? Yeah, I it, do. It, it seems like you do, yeah. I'm a bit of a, I'm a bit of a, you know show pony or whatever you call it but it's just like how I think of it is that why the fuck would I fight and not like enjoy the rest of it when I can just go fight down the road and not get nothing come with it you know what I mean except probably some dramas or get in trouble so I, I I loved the whole thing, especially the whole fight week thing, you know. Other than being starving and, and you just want to fight, like that's yeah, just yeah. a normal thing. Yeah. Other than that, I fucking, I, I'm like, yeah, fuck it. We, like, no one back home gets to do this, yeah. you know what I mean? No one where, where we're from gets to do Traveling this. Traveling the world to fight. It's just us doing yeah. it, you know what I mean? So I'm just lapping it up. I love it, yeah. That's why it's like a double-edged sword because we were like I want to build it up in Australia so bad, but why I fight is because I want to go travel around the world and go to mad places and fight in front of the biggest crowds. Yeah. But at the, at the same time, we want to build it up in Australia, so yeah. we want to be part of that being here. Oh well, mate, I'm stoked you got those plans for Australian MMA because um, yeah, I think we are. It's definitely behind the times of what's going on. He's teasing it, but we get, I'm, I want to try and do like Cowboys Ranch out in Malaysia, like yeah, Cowboys. Yeah. I, I think I think just. Um, just from watching, we've been around, for example, the pioneers, like you said, yourself, Jamie Tahuna. We've watched, actually, a fun fact, the Penrith has produced the most UFC fighters in ever in one town from, from Australia. Oh, there you go. Which is, that's fucking pretty cool. And it shows the depth. Cool, you know I'm mean? just talented athletes out there, you know? Like, yeah. You know, I, think, I think it's too because of big indigenous population, islanders, you just have that freakish athletic ability. Yeah. The depth, so good. if you can provide a, like a platform or a, yeah, a, yeah, a space for it and all that, for sure, man, for the, sure. the champion's going to break out there. That's going to happen. And I think just the way we're doing our things, like we got to watch Jamie, I've got to watch Mark, and I've got to watch what they do and what they don't mm. do and, and and stuff like that. So it's given us an upper hand, for yeah. sure. 
Like, and oh, what yeah. to do with your careers? Yeah. What are you gonna West call is, your? <laughs> what are you gonna call the ring? Pedro's Palace. That sounds like that sounds like Playboy shit. Yeah, Pedro's Playboy Palace. That's the that's the shit at the back. Yeah, a little tunnel. <laughs> oh, the underground. <laughs> so I'm gonna need probably like three more million to get it to work out with this, <laughs> and then we should be sweet. Tell us about that. Tell us about like going on the stage. Jackson's Jackson's which now probably the most, the biggest, most famous, one of the most successful camps in the world. You got that hook up through Higgins and the boys at Integrated Martial Arts. Yeah, I well, at first, like I just wanted to go over there because I just watched all of those badasses on uh, yeah, like, yeah. coming up. And that, that's all I wanted to do. Like, I always had that dream of going over to Jackson's. And then when I went over to Integrated, they, yeah. they were like, if you want to make it big, you like, go head over there. So that was, like, the burning sensation to get over yeah, there. I just wanted to get over. So um, went over there. First three camps, to be honest, they, like, I pretty much only worked with Wink out of all the coaches. So it wasn't, like, the full Jackson experience. Um, yeah. It was this last camp. I only did four weeks there um, mm. at the beginning of the camp. And... Uh, Greg Jackson started working with me and Brandon Gibson and then at the ranch I went trained with Jafari there, their wrestling coach, Super D Wrestling. And that's where I think my learning curve went bang. Yeah. Um, it was like you know, it was like martial artists as well, like sometimes you can feel stale if you just you just feel like you're learning yeah, the same change, thing. You go over change there. Change of environment, change of like so, coaches, this is if you're out with training partners, it can yep. be a bit monotonous sometimes. They go in the same gym, same like you know, Yep. Not, not not disrespecting anyone like cause it happened to me as well you know yep. like who you train with but just to, that change it up bring that excitement back something new yep. and get those butterflies before sparring and that kind exactly. of exactly and I like I, I love learning like that's my favourite part of martial arts I love like feeling like I'm getting better and sometimes when you're just going like that it starts dropping off so when I, I got to work with those new coaches um, yeah. Uh, yeah that was like I felt like I learned a lot in that four weeks so that was the most exciting camp I've been a part of now but it was just too long I was I think I was there 12 weeks out yeah. So and that was too long for too me. Too long. Give you home sick. I get right. home sick. Well, by the end of it, I was like, I just like we're saying that fight week. Yeah. Like I enjoy all that, but I was just like, oh, I'm so over this. I just want to fight mm. now. Yeah, yeah. Which is not really a great headspace to be in, eh? Leaving I'm like that site. four weeks out, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, fuck this. Hurry up. Let's just fight. Yeah. Well, but I've done those ones. Like that's the thing. I've done those. Just like, yeah, fuck. It's four weeks. Just relax. Yeah. And then next minute. It's get there, you know, and, and you don't get the result that you want. Over in Jackson, I explain that because you, you'd imagine people who or your fans who watch the sport, you're here training at Jackson Winks. I think they'll just imagine that you know you get to train with John Jones, you get you know Wink, you get Jackson, all that. But it's, I mean, because you've got some of the elite, high-profile fighters who've been there for so long, you have to get in the octagon, prove yourself a few times before you start to get the access to all those well, coaches. And not a, not even in the um, in the octagon. Just prove yourself at the camp. Time, like they've got so many people coming through that if they start teaching you their stuff that's part of their camp, yeah, yeah. and then you leave the next camp because you gotcha. didn't like it, they're just yeah. you're taking all their code words, taking all their. Yeah, I yeah. think that's a part of it. And then uh, now they're such a big camp, so there's like, I don't know, like they they have to split their pro class into under 155 and above 155. Mm-hmm. So that's like um, their two pro class in the morning. Then they have amateur classes during the day, above 155, below. Then so they does have, have like grappling. a Jackson handshake? Or? <laughs> <laughs> the full, like, yeah. <laughs> Jay. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, so like with all of those amateur and pro fighters, you're talking Bellator, Brace, uh, all, 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 all of them. Oh, yeah, all of them. 
So then there's only like those four top coaches there, like the mm. the real elite ones. So they give it to like mainly UFC fighters, but then yeah. even then they're still choosing the ones that they still want to work with. Yeah. So it gets like it gets tied up there. But um, it, even like when people go, oh, how's it training with Greg Jackson? I go, you wouldn't believe the private. Like my first private I did with him was eight minutes. Really? Eight <laughs> he came in. Like, I'm ready to work with you. Yeah, that's goes, a private. Yeah. <laughs> That's my kind so of he, he goes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he, Put your raps on your dad, boy. He yeah, never teaches right. you three moves and they're all based on the same thing, like in the same concept. Shows you it, makes sure he has it and they have it, and then goes makes you work and do it over and over again, reps. Just drill, drill. But it works. Yeah, yeah. I guess it, it obviously works. The proof's in the pudding over well, there. If it, with some coaches you know, you'll go do a private with them, they'll teach you 100 moves and then you won't come away with one. Yeah. I, I, I think I've gone to a stage now as well where I'm able to tell a coach I'm not going to use that. Yeah. Like and like, if uh, you can use something, can you know if it's your style or part of like something that you're yeah. doing? You can go, okay, I'll be able to work on this. I'll tell the coach straight up. I go, I'm not going to use this now yeah. because if I'm not going to use it in a fight or I don't feel confident throwing or being there, Barabolo, why would I keep? Exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend and waste your time and keep letting you teach me something that yeah. I'm not going to use. But, but uh, fuck it, that's what's happening over at Jackson's. Hurry up and get that bloody Pedro's Palace cranking out the double. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, that makes it makes us feel even more behind the times in terms of. Like I travelled to Liverpool, Wentworth Field just to train with a bunch of guys my size and, and who were taking the sport seriously. You know, we're fighting professionally. Uh, Bondi, Castle Hill, um, the St Mary's for boxing. Yeah. Smeaton Grange sometimes. Smeaton Grange. Yeah, it's kind so, of a whole Sydney basin. Yeah. Uh, yeah, especially if you got straight. Oh, my strength and conditioning's in Homebush. So yeah. strength and conditioning um, in the morning, then to Bondi for wrestling in the other, and then back to Penrith. And yeah. it always hit the traffic every time. <laughs> Never get away from. You know, I was out there wanting to invest in a, a ranch out in Western Sydney. Mm. Uh, Kim Tyson, of course. Investor soon. Tell us about. I know you fought McSweeney, and then wasn't long after that you got the call up. But the injury kept you out for a little while, and mm. and long around the same time, Ty Sesson, you got signed. Is that right? Like while Ty was out so, injured. So we both fought on that AFC fight. He got um, uh, signed on uh, on that fight. Yep. And then he called me up with the signing for three weeks after four weeks after mm. yeah, just after yeah. that yeah, just oh, lucky bang. I got lucky oh, obviously new tie fighting the same cards together but um, yeah mates of mine from integrated were always talking you up Tyson saying yeah. I like Tyson Predator yeah. yeah and then uh, before I knew it you are in Fox Sports coming in the fight week because you've just been signed so it's been an you know, amazing rise for both of you boys you, you don't muck around once you get in there um, it was a couple of fights two fights each and then straight in the fifth, top 15 rankings so no, no, yeah. no messing about mm. yeah. pretty much no, he's right. top 10 after three fights. Is it three fights now? Mm. And even that... Is it now after I lost? Is it in the, just 10 or... Nine. Nine. Mm. Nice, single digits. We got only up and up for me, <laughs> you know? And it, it, like, that's a crazy as well. Like, I've, I've been in the UFC for now two years. Yeah. So it'll be my sixth fight now, the next one. It's like... It just fights, feels like, that's crazy. I know. It feels like... But how many fights all up you had? Like, what, 10? Yeah, I think so. But uh, yeah. that's... that's the yeah. Six but, but, better but, half is in the UFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He 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 had about three weeks notice, and because I've always said, I said my brother-in-law's this shit. He's gonna fuck. He's gonna be there. We're both gonna be there anyway, regardless. Yeah. You know what I mean? So then I, I I got the sign up, and I did my knee, so I couldn't fight. And he's like, "Is your brother the goods?" I said, "Fucking off, he's you know sign him up." Yeah. And then bang, and that's the difference. There's a difference between just being able to do it and then getting to the the next bit. It's all through hard work. Well, I don't think it's that lucky either. You said I don't think it's, it's all you know, through hard work. There's always an element of luck, you know. But, of course. Uh, but. You said you've been around the fire game, both of you, since mm. you were kids. You've been taking it in, like, osmosis with your, both mm. your dads been around it. 
So it's no surprise when you finally get that that you've got that level of comfort already. Yeah. And that's 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 what I'm saying. It's it's. it's I think we're very, very fortunate and very grateful yeah. to be where we are right now. Was your first fight against Cahill? Yeah. Right. Speak Gokin Saki. Gokin Saki. Punch is hard, Ben. Yeah, I he imagine you had a similar shot to Saki, but yep. Saki didn't get up. There's a yep. straight left on it. Yep. I mean, yep. Gokin Saki, probably the most decorated kickboxers in the world. Yep. Uh, Rantry was your first fight in yep. the UFC, so there was no. Um, no, like no easing into it. But yeah. that's what, when Zen called you, I said, yep, he is. do you want to know who it is? I said, it doesn't matter, I'm going yeah, to sign yeah. it anyway. Just put it in. Yeah. Yeah. No no southpaw sparring, no yeah, <laughs> nothing. Yeah. Bang, straight, walked left, straight into his left <laughs> hand. And that's Correct. the thing, we're still getting warmed up. Like, we don't even have our own fucking gym. We don't even have our own, like... You know, what I mean? wait, wait till we wait till we get a wait till we actually get a team like a proper. That's why we want to do this team thing. You know, at the yeah, moment yeah. we're just rolling with the punches, making it work while we're over here. Yeah, yeah. Once we're we get all sorted, we're only young. We're, 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 I think I'm the one of the youngest in the whole heavyweight division. Mm. I'm in the he lightest be, in the top yeah. fifteen. He wouldn't be. He'd I'm be lightest, youngest. Well, youngest, yeah, yeah. Well, mate, and it, like I said, I know for, uh, even in, in the eastern suburbs here, there's no real team. You know what I mean? I got mm. a couple of Irish mates, Alan Philpot, who just fought on ACB, and a few of the guys I grew up training with. There's no, there's no MMA scene in the eastern suburbs anymore. There used to be when CFC was around, like a mm. little bit, but gyms have sort of fallen yep. apart. And and you've experienced the same out, out in Penrith yep. with uh, Lions. You know, well, it was change your hands with the ownership of the gym yep. and Sully, and you know, so. Um, Crazy to see that, especially see what you guys are doing, and there's no real structured here at home for you guys. You've got even, to always go overseas to get even that. Uh, even with um, like all the teams that we've been a part of, EFG, mm. uh, <coughs> everyone started together, Beastings, everyone stayed together. Then Lions, like it's just been like a change of hands with Jim because there's we've it's because it's always been a freshy style. So it's like yeah. all of the boys just training together, but there's no money coming into the gym. Yeah, yeah. We, we just got a spot for us all to train. So. As soon as it's like a gym at my house, this is like, it yeah, doesn't yeah. matter, I can just stay. All the boys can still keep coming. The Halfcast podcast will be getting done upstairs. There you go. Every, yeah. Everything will start rolling from there. Dance lessons up top. What was that? The dance you were showing? <laughs> you can do privates. Hey, yeah. do privates. <laughs> Kiki, do you love me? Living out west, I know you lived down in Ruby too for a little while, Ty. You saw Fitzgerald have? Yep. Yeah, playing for the Roosters? Yep, yep. That's yep. an excuse to come down and. I mean I mean the reason I mentioned that is because uh like for me the ocean's been always such a great escape from fighting, you know. Fighting it can be so uh consuming, you know, like you never you know, training three, four times a day, you're thinking about it, you can't wait. Yeah, it was such a good escape for me. I used to love going for a surf or a dive or whatever it was, just to get away from it, you know, a couple of hours past and mm. you haven't thought about fighting and you go back to your next session kind of refreshed what do you guys like to, to escape it and like you know in your downtime or when you if I was close <laughs> if I was closer to the beach 100% I'd be going surfing yeah. but there's no beach out there so <laughs> yeah. it uh, just ends up us being hanging out of the house <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah but I, I really just I, I I've always just hung out eh? like, just with, with mates and chill. yeah we've done it a whole lives like um you know, for years there, we, we didn't do anything but... No big gamers on our I get on Fortnite. Yes, sir? I get uh, on Fortnite. He's a gamer. Yeah, a gamer. Not massive. Yeah. I'm terrible. I don't, I've never played the game, man. I've got Sonic the Hedgehog, Sega. What's up? Sega oh, system. That's the old school one. <laughs> oh, the old, old, old I used to play Tekken and that back, but... I don't... I, I, I'm, I'm never really, never really played the game. He's more games. a social butterfly. Yeah, I'm yeah, more yeah. just... 
Hanging with the clique. Yeah. But then it gets to drinking and then it's game over. <laughs> <laughs> drinking games, yes. Yeah. I'm very good at drinking games. <laughs> I'm very good at drinking oh. games. <laughs> Where was that? I think it was after Ross Pearson fought Sotopolis, actually. The night on the Gold Coast. Oh, yeah, well, I remember that. I, just, uh, I couldn't keep up. I, I smoked people out there. <laughs> A lot of people usually do smoke bomb on me. What are you doing now, Big Richie? Mm. Me? Yeah. I still want to get a couple more fights out. Yeah, yeah. I've I've just moved house and obviously got a little daughter now. She's sixteen months. Yeah. Um, did renovation, so I've been working a lot. Yeah, you know, my, my trades a couple. I do a bit of lifeguarding too for any council. So, um, but I still love training. And then when I'm at training, that urge to compete still well, there. You yeah, know. 100%. So I'm thinking, and I take it like, you know, words out of my can't too when I speak. He's like, I'm just gonna you know, ride it to the wheels fall off kind of thing. And yeah. I, I don't want to you know think i'm gonna do it forever if i'm just getting knocked out every time i go in there but i still really have that urge to compete so yeah. i want to get out in there before the year's out i got asked to have a pro boxing fight recently so that kind of excited me as well and yep. be a good way to get fit Change to jump back in the cage but yeah just um you know enjoying like i guess too i respect the sport enough to to know uh you know kind of what you know what you got to put into it to try and yep. get the results and and now i'm finding a little bit hard to be as selfish as i once was been preparing you know with, with, yep. with the family but yeah, I still love it. Still love training. And then when you I ever said, thought about WWE? Well, I think so. Yeah, I've been. Ray Mysterious. What do you reckon? <laughs> it's a, a new, little, a it's a new thing but, now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the kid kicking himself in the head. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> what would be what would be your wrestling name? Ah, uh, well, Manchild. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be good with a mask. <laughs> you gotta have the little Mexican. Just a big V string, like fucking Borat. And <laughs> That's what Vito's got as well. Oh my gosh, it's the fucking worst outfit ever. Who's that? Daniel Vito. Out from out your way? No way. Nah? Wouldn't last a week. Fairy. Well, if I actually got a. A little bit of mail too the other day about I mean, you, you come back you come across a real relaxed character chilled out but I heard there was a little bit of uh, an incident in Botany once near the Kellogg's factory a little bit of a road rage someone beat the horn and jumped out oh no they're starting to come out of the woodworks <laughs> who was this punch the shit out of him throw him in a cocoa pop silo is that <laughs> where is this in Botany Botany yeah, a long time ago, maybe back in the Roosters days. Oh fuck! I've been in a few. <laughs> no, I've just, been in a few road yeah, no. rages. No, I was just. They're gonna start coming out once you make money. Well, they're gonna start getting sued. No, yeah, sued. Fred, I'm talking, drop back in the car pretty quickly. Once I see yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Avoid the cocoa pops. <laughs> so, boys, what's what's the plans in the future? I know you just come off fights. You've been sort of. You're still what you, your nose is all good now. Just get back into training. Tyson, did you pick up any injuries in your last one? You're still. I actually hurt my arm. The same arm as the dickhead fucking hype bricks said. Yeah. <laughs> a week before it, I tried to punch with one of my coaches that doesn't hold pads. Yep. <laughs> it completely bang hyper extended it. The whole thing just hyper extended, and then when OSP decided to crank it, it's yeah. a little bit sore. But it's all right. But I want to get. Yeah, crank it too. Like well, I've got, I've <laughs> already got hyper mobile joints, yeah, so yeah. there already go. It wasn't as bad as it looked on the TV, but got him. Uh, yeah. uh, but I, would, I want to get straight back in there. Um, is, is there. Is there a date or you know a venue on the cards that excites you? I know. If I didn't have the man flu, I probably would have tried to jump in before the November one. Yeah, but, right. But I think it's going to look like back in Australia in the yep. Adelaide one. Wouldn't mind getting on there. Was that December the same? Oh, December. What are you back, big fella? Uh, I've got a. I'm going to head over to uh, Vegas, make some money moves. Nice, and then nice. 
before that even, you know, let all that happen first before I talk about having a fight. Yeah. Um, like I said before, you know, we do this for, for a living and, and um, my little boy's got to eat, my missus got to buy some new bags and <laughs> it ain't all going to happen, you know, fucking... Seems like, mate, the timing's pretty good to go there and um, bargain with the big boys. Uh, well, you know, why you're... not, you know, you got you got uh, five and one fighting like that, mm. you know, so... I think I think uh, the heavyweight division needs a, a bit of a shake up, and, and it's getting there. Did do us that well, self any favors again with um, I guess. Well, well yeah. Well, I think that was I think that was I think that was the shake up. I think that was you know I think that was that was meant to be another little shake up in the division, and it yeah. was a fucking fail. Yeah, it's a um, flop. Fizer. I was I was um, falling asleep watching yeah, it. That's so. the Angano and Derek Lewis fight we're talking about. It was supposed to be yeah. uh, one of the most exciting heavyweight clashes in a long time. thought it was, was going to be the old Black but, uh, Panther fucking... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, like the fight for the Black Panther, but it wasn't. It was... Like Pussy Cat. Yeah. <laughs> it was shit. But, um, but, uh, but that's... it. That, you know, that's that's fighting in, in some ways. Because it's a, they, it ended up they, just being a stalemate. They yeah. were doing so much flinching mm-hmm. and so much thing that they, they have they... they have come out before and put on... And put on <laughs> Yeah, very good shows, but I think, I think they're the nights when it's meant to be the, you yeah, know, the, the, the biggest the, fights. The Max Holloway yeah, as well. It's supposed to be, to be the, the craziest night. They know. build it up the hype, and then yeah, Max Holloway's yeah. out. And then, yeah, yeah. Mm, that would have been a mad fight. Yeah, so. Brian, I'll tell you, Max Holloway, that's one's definitely hanging for still. Yeah. Hopefully, it comes again together sure. soon. But what do you boys think about you know DC and Stepe? I know they're both in your divisions, light and heavyweight and heavyweight. <laughs> I had I DC telling, for the knockout. You had DC for knockout? Yeah. I was telling everyone who listened to Stipe, he was going to get it all day. Well, he stopped I, I DC for eight rounds, but I was well off. I had DC to win, Yeah. but I didn't, uh, I didn't expect him to win like that. Me neither, nah, it's fucking well, I, I love DC. I, I remember DC, um, I remember DC from back when, when, I, when I first started. Um, he come over to Australia and, and started well, so cleaning out the boys. Um, so, so we used to train with um, Big Daddy Brown and oh, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. And, well. and Big Daddy Brown back in the day, you know, was like, "Fuck it, watch out for this cunt." You know, yeah, he's yeah, going to yeah. take the world. Then Ooh. this, and then this fucking short midget, you know, come from from America. And we were just boy, like, yeah. "What the fuck? This is." Old mate just picked him up, put him on his head, and oh, just then, went to work, bro. There, that was CFC. Yeah, was CFC I'm sure yeah. it was, yeah. Like, and this was like Lucas Brown for all of us. Oh, I was a little kid. I was like 15. And I used to spar these guys. Like, yeah. And I was just like, who is this guy? Like, this guy has to be like, you know what I mean? Like, especially when you train with people and you watch them, you're like, fuck, this guy's going to be the best. And then someone just comes Rag in and does something. You're just like, fuck, yeah. who, who, who is that? Yeah. He's like Australian heavyweight champ, you're saying. Yeah. And he, and he, so I remember Daniel Cormier when he was a heavyweight. And, yeah. he, and he was... He was just fucking cleaning everyone up, you know. So as a heavyweight, he and, and I think he's fourteen and zero now as yeah, a heavyweight. Well, so and credit to all the boys who fought out here. He went on to strike force and the same thing there. You know, well, just it, anyone he, he, he went, went and just went. He just went strap collecting, and, yeah, he, yeah. and he did. He come here, took all the straps from Australia. Yeah. and he fucked off and, and took him from everywhere else so. but that, and that's why I thought he had the knockout for the win like when Nagano was hitting him uh, Stipe yeah. you could see did he was just getting rocked on? every time I think he was paying yeah. big money no, he, I put, he did no I told Nenzo to put it on no he was he was like yeah. well, $7.90 uh, for the knockout even more I know 3 bucks just to win fuck seven to $7.90 $7.90 for the knockout big, $7.90 uh, yeah I gave Nems the gave Nems the hot oh, tip no. and he won Dead bro well, fuck. I, I had words pretty much on every fight that I was telling. I, I had uh, I had Engano to beat Lewis. Not a shocker. But, um, 
Right, apart from that, boys, I know you're busy outside the Octagon too. You've got the Half Card podcast. It's just kicked back off. Is that yep. right? I know you yep. were pretty active with it early in the year, but then yep. with your fighting taken precedent, it's kind of gone a bit quiet, but it's back back on, eh? Yeah, just started it back up with Sporting News, so shout out to Sporting News for helping us get that back on. And hopefully we've got like another little project that we'll end up hitting you up oh, for because gosh. we're doing the doing the little swapsies, so um, might come big surfing with you or something. Well, it's done. I've been time jugged about it forever. Fuck, yeah, well, I've been trying to take you out for years, bro. <laughs> to the real, the real battle. Well, no, so you, you live down in Fitzhugh now. I've got to say, I see you palling out every now and then. Uh, but definitely, I'd love to tee that up. We'll have a surf and uh, maybe, maybe, maybe do a podcast, half-calf podcast. From, on the boards. From someone else's area, from out on the East Coast. I'll come and have a crack. Well, uh, I'll yeah, show get the barbie going out there too. It'll be a lot of fun, mate, to get you guys in the Billabong want to sign me up. There Are they go. still around? Billabong? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, you're a pair of boardies. Oh, man, I'm here and Ruka just sent me some of his stuff. Yeah, yeah. I've always loved their Ooh. brand like, since I was a kid. Yeah, RVCA, Ruka. How does it Ruka. say Ruka? It's V. Yes. What is that? What I've always wanted to, Is it RV or RVCA. RU? It's pronounced Ruka, yeah. So it's, they're like... It's a funny They're story. massive, eh? They're Huge massive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Massive. Like, the owner, Pat, he's a black belt under Carlson Gracie. Uh-huh. I always love his martial arts. Uh, he surfs, loves yeah. like art shows. He curates art shows. He's really into the music scene and, and art all, all in California. So has his you know, fingers in many pies and started this brand himself. And he, a lot of it was to get artists, actually, get their artwork on a, on a T-shirt. And then yeah. if you sold the T-shirt, the artists get money because artists yeah. weren't making any money, you know? Yeah. So they did that and then... Yeah, he's just real cool kind of stuff, and then he sponsored fighters on like Vitor and BJ, and then sponsored oh, surfers, and so he's so really had. He's had a BJ Penner. Yeah, always loved it because he was like, BJ Penn was like one of my favourites. So yeah, I always saw that brand when I was a kid, and when they asked me, I was like, there you yeah. go. What's happening with him? I don't know. Like, I'm a huge BJ Penn fan. Like he's probably my yeah. all-time favourite fighter, and I just yeah, I hope. I hope that was his last fight because I, I don't want to see him continue fighting. Like when he no. he's getting beat by guys, he shouldn't get beat by. In my opinion, you know? yeah. And he's well, done that, everything in well, the sport. That, what else they did do? that. They did that on like the, that's the thing what they do with those older guys with year year. Like, that was a hard fight to watch. I fucking oh, remember yeah. when well, um, Sumo did that. Was, that um, Oh, that mock that up little, little stitch up, the little yeah. stitch up poster. Like, oh, it, it got me. Oh, I got everyone. Oh, I got everyone. Uh, I was like, yeah. fuck yeah, that's all right. You got a fight with him. It's good to get a fight, and then next minute it was full fake. I was like, fuck. Uh, got people talking. Gee, about every- it. Oh fuck. That's a, and that's the thing about uh, social media and stuff. It's a lot of people believe what they see, and, and yeah. it's not always the case. Well, yeah, I, I can go out the front to sit on a Ferrari, get to the photo taken, <laughs> say fuck, just rolling hard, and people are going, yeah, Tyson's rolling hard. I know, actually, just past and go to my fucking train. Actually, <laughs> Yeah. The funniest thing is uh, one of my best mates. He, he sent me this uh, this video someone's put on uh, up on YouTube, and it's um, Tatui Vasa and his lifestyle. And the old mate, he's got me in there. Uh, net worth fourteen mil. <laughs> they got a Lamborghini his rides Lamborghini and shit like this and then they go his house it's like this little house in Robes Crossing like, put some respect on it <laughs> fucking 14 mil and I've been living in Robes Crossing it's like oh, so come true. on man Shui Vast now isn't it I think it's official to be changed yeah that's Shui Nasa Shui Shui Nasa yeah I mean, you, you seem to be fine with doing shoes whenever you get caught out, but yeah, yeah. it looks like it's stuck now. <laughs> You've yeah, you been getting caught out at the supermarket out, yeah. out Penrith. Fuck, and, I did the old hair, haircut the other day and you pulled the old shoe out. Like, all right. That's it. Mm. Yeah, so. Oh, because now I'm well, doing... I've got some 
They can't do water. No, you can't know do it water. Can't do it's fizzy, man. Can't do no. It's disrespectful. Like, what about a coffee? Not alcoholic. <laughs> Has to be alcoholic. I think Sweet. there's some Batuta beers out there. Wow. <laughs> 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 that, it, that see that that thing's just uh, like it has really taken off and um that's just the thing me and my mates have been doing yeah for, for, for well i said at first the boys mad who is that kicking off yeah I, don't know who Matt, started, I know they really ran with it and then yeah, i didn't even know who mad who he, i didn't know who mad who his were yeah, until well, someone the surface from, yeah, the yeah, yeah. Like now, the now, now i follow him i follow him now yeah. and, and i watch him and i think it's fucking Hilarious. i love it like yeah. i just i think aussies we have a different kind of um our bonds with our mates and, and, and stuff and our, and our lifestyles a bit different to everywhere else like if all my mates are fucking like if we're out and everyone's drinking out of a shoe it's like it fuck is. everyone yeah. wants to drink out of a shoe I watch them mad who these boys do it and they do it out of fish and yeah. I think it's mad I love it, it I, like, I like, like there's nothing better than you know being all the boys again and fucking doing shit that's so just, right off just and stupid shit, laugh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. shit and I think that's what if uh, we're having American fun we're having fun they don't get so much you know, yeah they don't they're, 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 they're so on but now look now I've got like I just saw that MMA like it's kicking off now. We got yeah. we even got Americans doing shoes. They, they don't have banter I mean? either. Yeah, like, no banter. Like, if you go back and forth, they get cut. That, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, they, they offended yeah. with them, but this, yeah, they, they take it hard pretty quick. No. Yeah. Oh yeah, terrible. Then it's like offended and it's a fight or something because they're they're, they're, yeah. they pull it down. <laughs> all, all, all they say is you're a faggot. Like, that's their worst one. Like yeah. if they call you a faggot or a cunt, then, yeah. then that's it. And then that's uh, that's and their then start reaching for their holsters. What? But they just say thing. Nah, it's good. I think I think too is it, it was all good to see is like you, you yeah. mates with the Mad Hughes boys? Yeah, yeah. I reckon we I reckon we do an episode soon Man, or they would we love all, that. We I all love that. I was over in Perth actually with a little them. a video. Well that was that was supposed to do the video of the podcast up in Queensland because yeah. uh yeah, yeah. what's his name? Um Mick Fanning gave me then then I'm well, yeah, well that's why I was with in Perth to watch a new boy, so yeah. it was, uh, I wouldn't mind the little fish and a couple cold ones. Tinnies and flicking on Sounds good. Sure boys. Thank you for uh, giving us your time. Come in and have a laugh. Thank you. Uh, if you want to share anything, I know you you don't have fights on the horizon to to let people know about, but the half part half half cold, half part half cold in the podcast. <laughs> half part. Oh, oh he's done now. He's trying to wrap it up. Podcast is back on. She so, sells uh, seashells. Right, by the seashore. Well, uh, where do people just that? Just go on onto our podcast. YouTube. Yep. Half cast podcast. Uh, stay thanks. tuned for many more projects to, to come out of Western Sydney 100% eh? thank the you for supporting news muscle bros for making it happen yep thank you too easy boys thank you thanks for, sure. thanks for having us